Hello and welcome to the Faith and Family Matters podcast, where we talk about issues that strengthen our faith and build stronger family connections. Please join us for today's podcast with our host, William Hemphill II, Pastoral Counselor. Hello, this is William Hemphill, Pastoral Counselor. Please join us for today's teaching message where we talk about how we connect with God. Please join us as the message is already in progress. From the subject of how do we connect with God? How do we connect with God? Our scriptural passage comes from Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14, where it says the following. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and he prayed, Lord, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. Verse 13, but the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God have mercy on me. A sinner. Verse 14, I tell you that this man rather than the other went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. How do we connect with God? In our passage of scripture, Jesus is giving or teaching parables to people. Parables, or as I like to call them, secrets to understanding God and God's kingdom. Why is it important for us to understand the kingdom of God? It's important because it allows us to understand as people God's will for our lives. And it emphasizes the need for us to follow the will of God. Now, in this particular parable, Jesus was addressing a specific audience. He was addressing a specific audience, and that audience was those who thought of themselves as righteous and looked down on everybody else. Now, notice it didn't say those whom God thought was righteous. Because God thinks of righteousness as a certain thing, but he was saying those who thought of themselves, who thought they was all right, those who thought they had it together, those who carried a certain religiosity within themselves. And while it could be applied to the Pharisees, it also gives a warning to many of us as believers, those who call ourselves Christians, those of us who are people of faith, 
those of us who've been in church forever and understand the rules. Because I'll tell you, I've been in church all my life. I'm a preacher's kid. I've been going to church since I was out the womb so much. But one of the dangers of being in church all your life is you can think you're righteous in your own eyes. See, those of us who've been in church all our lives, we know the rules. We know how to dress a certain way. We know who pew to sit in and what pew not to sit in. We know whether to walk up in the pulpit or not the pulpit. We know what to say or what not to say and who to say it to and who not to say it to. In other words, we know all of the rules. But the challenge in that is because we know the rules, we often assume that that makes us righteous. Here's the interesting thing about this and the point I want to make. Our rules can often keep us from connecting with God. Our rules can keep us from connecting with God. The parable starts by letting us know that two people went to the temple to pray. Two people came to the temple. Both of them had a desire to connect with God. Both of them felt it was important to be in the temple so they could get closer to God. Now the parable tells us that the first one immediately gave thanks to God. Now that seems like a good thing, right? It's important for us to thank God. We thank God for our blessings. We thank God for the food we eat. We honor God by thanking him for all the things that God has given us. It is a good thing to give thanks to God. Amen? Amen. But there was something different about this person's prayer. In his giving of thanks, there was a source of pridefulness in that prayer. If we look at the text, it basically says, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like all these other messed up people. Lord, I thank you that I don't sin like other folk. Lord, I thank you that I'm not a robber. Lord, I thank you that I'm not an evildoer. Lord, I thank you that I'm not an adulterer. And in his prayer, he began to look down on others and exalt himself. We as people of God can often be in danger of looking down on others and using our religiosity to exalt ourselves if we are not careful. We like to say many times we have it together because our sins are not public. We have it better than those whose sins are easily seen or condemned by society. And I like to say that's where we get ourselves in trouble. Because the scripture tells us that all of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. But sometimes our religious pride can make us forget, like the Pharisee, that we do sin. And it makes us blind to showing love, mercy, and grace toward others. The Pharisee in this parable was suffering from religious pride. And unknowingly to him, it kept him from connecting to God. Mm -hmm. 
What's also interesting about the Pharisee's prayer is not only did he exalt himself and put down others, but he also condemned the other person who came to the temple who wanted to connect to God. He says, thank God I'm not even like this tax collector over here. This tax collector who had come to the temple was busy admitting his wrong and was asking for God's help. The tax collector came to God in his own vulnerability. And the Pharisee, who knew all of the religious rules of the temple, didn't embrace him or help him, but condemned him even as he prayed. I wonder how many people don't come to the house of the Lord because we're too busy condemning them. They're coming, looking for help, looking for love, looking for grace, looking for hope, looking for so many things. And us and our religious rules, we are condemning them and keeping them out. It reminds me of a story I experienced one time in the church where I was blessed to minister. We had started the service and a young lady had come in. Now this young lady, I would say from the appearances, looked like she came in from off the streets. She was not dressed like church folk. In other words, she didn't have on her white gloves and her skirt down to her heels. She didn't have the stylish and profilish things but she was dressed in something that you might wear going to a club. And when the music started, she began dancing like she was in the club. You know, she didn't lift up holy hands like we like to quote unquote look in church, but she was dancing in her own way. And I noticed that as she was dancing while sitting there that there were some people that were starting to get bothered. And then I noticed after a while, two older men came up to her talked to her, and they escorted her out of the church. See, because in their mind, their religious rules said that you aren't dressed appropriately, you don't dance appropriately, so you can't come in here into the house of God. What did that do to a woman who came in possibly looking for grace? Now, I don't know what it did to that woman, but I happened to talk to a visitor at that church later on, and she was asking questions. I do know that she didn't come back because she felt like that wasn't what God would do. Many times our religiosity keeps people from following Christ. Here's the interesting thing. People come looking for God's love. And here's the secret. If people were already cleaned up and had it together, they wouldn't need the church. If we had it already right and knew what we were doing, we wouldn't need to know about Christ and how to live. We wouldn't need any of that. It's kind of like inviting someone to live in your house that already has a job and excellent finances and has been independent. That person doesn't need you to buy food or pay their bills because they already know how. The person that needs you is the one who doesn't know how to buy food, the one who's never shopped, the one who has no money to get groceries. The person who needs help following Christ is the one who has not been in church and who is struggling with how to live life. 
The person who needs Christ may not have the ways of the church, but they're looking for the love of the Lord. The person who needed help in this parable was the tax collector. And the Pharisee said, thank you, God, that I'm not like him. Instead of being willing to help him. That's the danger for us as people of faith. We thank God that we're not like someone forgetting that all of us have sinned and fallen short of God's grace and forgetting that we as people have needed help once and will need help again. Because here's the secret, ain't none of us perfect. Not even the pastor who has on the collar, we ain't perfect. Not even the deacon board, not even the trustees, nobody is perfect. We all have fallen short in God's sight. And the thing is, hopefully that gives us empathy to identify with others and to walk with others and to help others experience the love of God. Back to our passage. At the end of the day, who left the temple connected to God? Who left the temple with a greater understanding of God's love and appreciation? It was the tax collector. The one who could acknowledge his weakness and his need for God's love. The person who came in his wrongdoing and acknowledged his wrongdoing to God and asked God for help was able to connect with God. Meanwhile, the person who knew it all, who understood all the religious rules and bragged about his accomplishments, was unable to receive from the Lord. How do we connect to God? We go to God in humility. We go to the Lord asking for forgiveness for our wrongdoing. And we understand that everything we receive is because of God. And it takes God to clean us up, to fix us, to help us, to watch over us, to give us guidance, to give us purpose, to give us love, and so many other things. The justified one, in his own eyes, thought he had it together already and could not receive from the Lord. The one who acknowledges sinfulness and his need for grace was able to receive from God. He was humble and able to receive from God because of his humility. I want to end with the last part of that passage. Jesus simply says this. For all those who exalt themselves will be humble. And all those who humble themselves will be exalted. As people trying to walk this walk, let us humble ourselves and continue to love God and love people so that they can experience the blessings that we have experienced from God. Let's not worry about if they're different, if they dress different, 
if they're younger or they're older, or they have tattoos or whatever we might see, it's a little different. But let us love people as God loved us. Because it's only then will they experience the love of God and want to know Christ in a real and special way. Can we say amen? Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. We hope that the show has been a blessing to you. If you would like more information on personal counseling, couples counseling, adoptive family counseling, or other products and services, please go to ffeonline.org. For questions about the show, please email us at faithandfamilymatterspodcast at gmail.com. 